Hey, Kyle here with winthehouseyoulove.com. I just bought a house in one of the worst housing markets that we've seen in the past few years. And frankly, I'm not worried at all because I followed a three-step plan to make sure I'm ready to buy in any market and ride the wave of this volatile housing market. And really, you should be able to feel that way too because it is exhausting to feel like you have to be some sort of savvy investor to be able to buy a home because ultimately buying a home isn't primarily about making money. Like, don't forget, when to make money when buying a home, you have to be able to sell the home or rent it out. If you're living in the home, you don't get to see the financial benefit of that unless your mortgage payment is lower than your monthly rental payment that you did have. So because of that, buying your primary home is primarily about the lifestyle change and not investing choices. Can you make money when you sell your home? Absolutely, that's a possibility and use that money to purchase a bigger home or save more money or you know put it into debt or whatever you want to do. But you're not going to make this big, massive amount of money just by purchasing a home by doing it right. Even if you time the market all the way to the bottom and you buy it, you don't get to see the benefit of that financially unless you sell the home or you rent it out. And look, I know how scary it is to purchase a home when it seems like so much is working against you. Again, I I bought just a couple months ago, uh, you know, with home prices being unknown in the future and interest rates that keep making payments higher and higher. What I want to do is I want to show you why I'm not worried. Three steps that I followed so you don't have to be fearful stepping into the market and you can be confident that you'll be okay no matter which decision you make and what the market is doing. And it'll help you be more comfortable moving forward with saying, I either want to wait out this market or I want to move forward and purchase a home. Okay. So first of all, it's helpful to note that uh, I'm a mortgage advisor. I'm licensed in all 50 states and I have a team that can work with you if you'd like help. Um, but I'm following my own advice. Okay. I'm not just sitting here telling you you should buy a home uh, because I'm in the industry of that. I'm telling you this because this is what I did. I just purchased a home a couple months ago and I want to help you see my thought process of why I was comfortable buying a home even amongst all the like fire <laughs> uh, thumbnails that you're seeing on YouTube. So what's been happening is first of all, Home prices have increased a ton. We've been seeing home appreciation hovering around 10 to 15% per year over the past couple of years. And a lot of people have then raised fears about home values coming down in the future. Ultimately, nobody knows what will happen in the future, but it's a valid concern to have. And then interest rates are double what they were just a couple years ago, which obviously increases your monthly payment, making homes more and more unaffordable as home prices increase and the interest rate increases as well. So here's why. I still buy. Number one is just to get out of renting. I was renting and the place that I had was nice, but I wanted something that was a little bit bigger. I wanted in a, a really a lifestyle change um, with where I was living. So if we're looking into the future over the next 10 years, the cost of renting for me, I was paying about $900 a month in rent, which is pretty average in where I live. Um, I would have been paying over the next 10 years, $123,810. Now, obviously, probably wouldn't have been renting for the next 10 years. This is just to illustrate the cost difference here. So it would have cost me this much money. Then over 10 years compared to buying a home, it would only cost me $54,000 to own a home. And that's in the loan costs, things like closing costs, taxes, homeowners insurance, and all of that here. So you can see it's a lot cheaper to own that home compared to renting. Um, and the way that I found all this math is I have a calculator that I built uh, you can just go to winthehouseyoulove.com slash advisor. You can compare loans, compare renting situations, and it helps you take a look at that. Okay, so primarily was to get out of renting. I wanted to be able to own a home 
and to gain appreciation and amortization on that home. Also, I made a huge lifestyle improvement in a home that I enjoy. Um, I wanted space. Well, just more space than I had because I was in a very tiny apartment. I wanted more space. I wanted to be able to bring my office to my house, which is where it is now. Um, I also wanted to be able to have more space to like entertain uh, friends and have my family over where I really couldn't do that in my apartment. So you can see primarily buying a home for me was more about the lifestyle change of owning a home, being comfortable I, that I can do whatever I want with it compared to being in an apartment. It just so happens that the math also follows suit where owning a home is more beneficial in my situation. Also, what's really interesting about buying over renting is that you gain appreciation and amortization, which I'll explain in just a second. So um, I rented over the past two years at just one spot. And in that time, I paid $21,600, okay, through just rent cost. Um, I will never get that money back. I'll never see the benefit of that money, uh, which is okay. Like renting is not this terrible thing, absolutely, because it helped me do two main things. And this likely, you know, your renting might help you do um, a, a lot of really great things to set you up in the future. Not only can it help you do things like maybe you're saving money for a down payment, maybe you're uh, working up to get a higher income with a different job. Um, maybe you just need some time and you're not ready to buy right now. Maybe you're working on credit. That's perfectly fine. Renting is not bad at all. This is just what happened in my situation. Primarily for me, the two biggest benefits of spending these past two years renting was one is I needed time to explore different neighborhoods. Real estate is not a national thing. And it's not just really a city thing. There's all these little neighborhoods in your city that are going to change um, both in price and also it's going to, they're going to be different uh, in terms of if you actually want to live in those pockets of that neighborhood. So for instance, in my city, there's probably eight different pockets of neighborhoods. Some of them great, some of them not so great. There's definitely ones I don't want to live in and there's ones I do want to live in. But it wasn't until I lived in the city and rented that I was able to actually see, oh, these are the neighborhoods I like to be in because it's close to the things I want to do. These are the neighborhoods I don't want to live in because maybe the home values don't appreciate as much um, than I would like to. Uh, also, for me, I needed to work on income for a loan approval, okay? Um, so this might be your situation. Maybe you're not ready or not able to be qualified for a loan right now, maybe because of your income or how much money you have or because of your credit situation. Renting allows you uh, still a space to be able to live while you work on those things to move forward to buy a home, okay? And personally, I needed uh, a little bit longer of time on the job um, to be able to qualify for a loan. So buying gives you two primary benefits. It's appreciation and amortization. Appreciation is when the home, your home value increases over time. The 50-year average of appreciation in the U.S., excluding the past two years of insane appreciation, has been 4%. That means year over year, the average home increases 4% in value. Okay, so a $200,000 home turns into a $208,000 home the year after, and then 4% on top of that, 4% on top of that. That's what home values have been doing historically over the past 50 years. With amortization, what ends up happening is a portion of your mortgage payment actually pays down the loan. So you do pay quite a bit in interest, but when you rent a home, none of that gets to go back into your pocket, so to say. But when you buy a home, uh, what ends up happening is part of that money that you pay in your mortgage goes to the equity of your home, meaning that if you sell it in the future, you get that money back. Obviously, you pay interest on that as well. 
So I believe when you're looking to buy a house, the more calm you have, the better decisions you're going to make moving forward. That's why you're watching videos just like this. Okay. So it's easy to get caught up in the negative news about buying a house. Like, why do you think so many thumbnails are filled with pictures of fire? Primarily because it gets clicks, because it really uh, brings up a lot of emotions in people and they want to know what's going on. And don't get me wrong, this is a really tough market to buy in. And it's valid when people have concerns about home values you know, increasing now and then potentially going down in the future. Um, and also how much uh, home unaffordability has uh, picked up as well. Um, and if you're not ready to buy right now, you absolutely should not buy a house in this market. But it's so easy to get wrapped up in feeling like there's one absolutely right decision that you have to make. And if you don't make it, all of a sudden you're doomed to financial ruin. And that's just absolutely not true. Our brains work like this for some reason out of this way to try to protect us. But it really just creates a ton of anxiety um, and makes us feel unsure. And there's not one correct decision that you can make in this moment. If it feels right based on your research to wait, then wait. If it feels right to move forward based on your research, then move forward. Trust your gut after you do your own research and remind yourself that nobody knows what's going to happen in the future. As much as people want to try to predict it and show you charts, nobody knows what's going to happen. And since no one knows the future, it's impossible for there to be one right answer for you in this specific moment. So then that leads us to home prices and home price worries that you may have about buying a home because a lot of people are talking about, what if you buy a home and then all of a sudden the value drops? Well, really, that's not an issue unless you're looking to sell your home. It's the same thing with stocks, okay? If you bought a stock right now in a company and the value drops, it's not an issue unless you sell. You don't lose the money until you sell. If you keep holding and the value of the stock goes back up, you didn't lose any money, okay? I'm not afraid of home values declining, okay? If there is this big home crash that happens, I'm not going to lose sleep over it because I'm not selling anytime soon and I'm comfortable with my mortgage payment. So I'm going to show you, I'll show you the, the steps I've taken, you know, what, I, what I feel like makes me confident in buying a house here in just a minute. So I'm not afraid of home prices declining. And in fact, my home value based on comparable homes in my neighborhood, since I bought three months ago has already gone up 3.3%. This is the appreciation that I was talking about. Now, obviously this is a very short time horizon, um, but it's really interesting to see because I put 10% down on the home that I live in. And so that's a 33% cash on cash return already in just a couple months. All right. Also national averages do not always apply to your market. When we hear talk about real estate, primarily what we're hearing is a lot of national data all squeezed together like this blanket that's supposed to apply to everybody. That's not the case because there are huge markets like you have Nashville and San Francisco and uh, all of these big markets that are having lots of fluctuation. Um, they have lots of growth and then also some contraction as well. Well, that just doesn't apply to a lot of people in the US, but you're getting advice about these huge markets and assuming that they apply to these smaller markets. And real estate is so hyper specific on local market markets. And that's why I think you need to understand the pockets in your neighborhood. I'm not worried about what San Francisco is doing because I don't live in San Francisco. The market that I, that I live in is completely different than that market. And so I'm not worried if home values are decreasing in San Francisco because I know where I live, they're not decreasing. And I know the pocket neighborhood that I live in is growing a ton. And our city is putting multiple millions of dollars into this neighborhood. That's what I'm more worried about than what's happening in some other city with a market that doesn't impact me at all, okay? 
you cannot time the market. Uh, I made this video that I'll link here at the end called How to Survive 5% Interest Rates No Matter What Happens. Since then, interest rates have gone up to close to 7% and they come back down to 6.5%. But in here, I show you a couple of charts where if you bought at the peak of where home values were, and then we saw that decline, the longest time it took for you to break even on your money was six years. Meaning that if you stayed in your home for longer than six years, you would not have lost any money, okay? Sometimes there's this fear that home values are gonna decrease and you're gonna lose tons of money. It only happens if you sell uh, at that lower time frame. If you hold on to it for longer, history has shown us that the prices do go up, okay? So here are the three rules that I follow. I would suggest that you follow them, but ultimately trust your gut, trust your instincts and your own research as well. First, what I do is I get really clear on why I'm buying a home. For me, I wanted more space, I wanted more freedom, and I wanted the financial benefits that came with owning a home, okay? For you, it may be different. Maybe your family is growing and you need more space. Maybe you're downsizing. Other people, they're looking to buy as an investment. None of these rules are going to apply for those people. If you're looking at buying a primary residence, a place that you're going to live in, this is what's likely going to work best for you, okay? So for me, rule number one is it must be a comfortable payment, okay? I cannot buy a house, for me personally, I will not buy a house that makes me feel stretched thin and that's gonna be tough for me to afford that payment, okay? There's tons of different rules on what you could afford. 30% of your net income is a good rule of thumb. Of course, some people are comfortable going higher. Some people want it to be a lot lower. It's ultimately gonna depend on what you want. Um, I do have a calculator called the Max Purchase Price Calculator. Uh, the link is in the description. You can also go to winthehouseyoulove.com slash maxprice. And in here, it walks you through an affordability dashboard. Um, so you can enter your down payment, your income, any debts that you have. So in it, it will show you a whole affordability dashboard that will show you an estimated purchase price, monthly payment, walk you through different payment levels, um, and then also show you estimates on things like uh, utilities and maintenance costs as well if you're interested. Also, my role is I have to plan to live there for at least five years. This is going to help me kind of weather those downturns if they happen. If you're looking to sell within three years, buying a home probably isn't for you at the moment because it, it exposes you to a little bit more risk. Also, my rule of thumb is I need to have at least three months of reserves. What reserves are, it's your monthly expenses, kind of your survival number. What do you need to, what, is, what does it require each month for you to be able to pay all of your bills? Your future mortgage payment, uh, your uh, electricity, gas, groceries, any money that you spend eating out, everything that it costs for you to survive, you need to have at least three months of that in your bank account after you pay the down payment and closing costs for a home, okay? Uh, six months is even better, but this gives you a nice buffer in case something does happen. You don't have to draw on like credit cards uh, to make that uh, payment. And then finally, write down a list of questions that you have. Take all of the worries that you have up here, all the questions that you have about how it works, write it down on paper. And then after that, I want you to reach out to us. Talk to a mortgage advisor on our team. We'd love to know your story and figure out how we can help you move forward with this decision if it's something you want to do. Because what we want to do is make sure that you get a pre-approval so you're confident to be able to purchase a home and, and you know shop for homes and then be able to write an offer. And then also we want to show you all of your numbers up front, show you the loan options you qualify for, the max purchase price you can put an offer in for, your interest rate, your monthly payment, with all estimates like taxes and insurance, all of your closing costs. We want to make sure it's transparent up front so you feel confident 
moving forward. Okay. So if you want to learn more about can you survive a market crash, you can watch this video right here.